BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Balance Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm your host, Jordan Younger, and I got to record this episode in Miami. This is the second in my series of Miami episodes. The first one was Marianne Williamson last week. I hope you guys loved it. I've been loving hearing the feedback on that episode and seeing all your tags of everyone listening to that episode, which was fully manifested, fully manifested with the help of all of you. And today we have Nikki Novo, my longtime medium and friend on the podcast. Not only is Nikki an incredible, extremely talented spiritual teacher, shaman, and medium, but she also teaches mediumship. And I've been training with her for quite some time. In fact, Nikki will tell you, I would have been training with her for so much longer if I had started sooner. I really resist structure. I think a lot of you know that about me as a reflector and a Libra, a creative soul, a free spirit, a child of the cosmos and the stars and the earth. I just resist structure. I always have. And at a certain point in my journey of awakening, I learned that resisting structure was holding me back from reaching the next level of mediumship and gifts and the specific gifts that I have from shape-shifting to writing to channeling the Pleiadians and more. And with Nikki, oh my God, so much has been uncovered. Nikki has helped me go into the Akashic Records many times. And when we're in there, we see the same visions. So that's just affirming in general for a blossoming medium. And with these shamanic gifts, she's just very next level. She's very grounded. I love that about Nikki. She radiates groundedness as I am such a Libra, such an air sign, very airy. All of my signs in my chart are air and water. So I love surrounding myself with very grounded individuals like Nikki. Nikki lives in Miami. Like I said, she's a mother of three. She's a Cuban-American spiritual teacher, shaman, and medium. She's an author, and she also has a podcast called The Final Swipe, which is all about dating in a spiritual landscape. And in this episode, we talk about how she stepped into her gifts and started connecting with her soul, how she manifested her husband, how she transitioned into being a spiritual entrepreneur and medium and doing readings for people 
from the corporate world that she was in previously. We talk about motherhood. We talk about our work that we've done together and so much more. She is truly incredible. And I know that you guys will love her. And I just also want to say, I, I only talk to a handful of mediums. I love mediumship ever since I've been honing these skills on my own. I have really been extremely picky with who I will see and who I will invite into my energy. I would say I have two mediums, Nikki and Marianne, Marianne, who's been on this podcast many times, who I really go to for my own readings. And then I have someone else here in LA who's, he is hilarious. He doesn't have social media or anything, but he's also always very spot on. And then I have astrologers, intuitives, healers, but I don't just let anyone into my energy. So you can trust that Nikki is the real deal. And we were reminiscing the way that we were connected was through my longtime web designer, Annalise. I know Annalise is listening to this episode. Hi, Annalise. We love you. And when it comes to mediums, I always, I I tend to find people through word of mouth and that's what happened. That's how Nikki and I got connected and I recommend that because everybody always asks me, how do you find a good medium? Well, first of all, there's one here on this podcast, Nikki. So you can also head to her website after this, but word of mouth is always good to talk to someone about what their experience has been with a medium or intuitive so that you can go into it trusting and open and your own openness will have a lot to do with the experience as well. So With that, I also want to say that I'm really excited because we have revamped the TBB podcast Instagram. I don't know if you guys follow the TBB podcast Instagram, but for a while, it really wasn't getting that much love because I run the Balance Blonde Instagram all day. I also have a few other Instagrams. I have my personal one. I have my one from my cat. I have a poetry Instagram. So I finally hired this amazing, amazing human named Shelby who's running TBB podcast Instagram. So I definitely invite you to go follow us over there. I'm going to be doing a giveaway each week for someone who follows TBB podcast on Instagram, comments on the latest photo and tells us what you loved about this episode and just leave a little purple heart emoji so that I know that you're entering the giveaway and that you came from here and just expect lots of fun things on there. It's going to be a lot more interactive And just overall, we'll have a lot more content, spiritual content, updates about what to expect on the podcast, fun quotes, beautiful imagery, all that good stuff. So I'm excited about that this week. I am also really excited to thank our sponsor, the fabulous, fabulous Sakara Life. Oh my God. I love Sakara Life and I still pinch myself that they sponsor the podcast. So let's talk about why Sakara is so amazing. It is all about feeling your best starting from within. So Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. They have organic ready-to-eat meals that are made with powerful plant-based ingredients, and they're designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. And not only are they a plant-based meal delivery service with literally the best plant-based meals, hands down, with chef 
chef-crafted, ready-to-eat food that changes weekly so you'll never get bored. But they also offer daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. They have this incredible metabolism super powder that tastes so good, you guys. I put it in my coffee every morning. I'm sure you've seen it on my Instagram stories. That's made with organic raw cacao that boosts your energy, eliminates bloating, minimizes sugar cravings, and reduces fatigue. Another thing I love from Sakara is their supplements. They have really, really, really good supplements. And I also love their beauty water drops, which is basically chlorophyll. You just put it in your water and it helps you glow. It helps you be more hydrated. I just love the way it feels. I love the way it tastes. I've been taking that for years from Sakara. So we have a very special offer for TBB listeners, which is 20% off of their first order when you go to sakara.com slash blonde20 or enter the code blonde. 20 at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash blonde20 to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash blonde20. Now with that, tag me on Instagram when you try. They're so amazing. Also, they're women-owned. Let's get into this episode with my medium, my mentor, and my friend, Nikki Novo. All right, Nikki, I'm so happy that you're here. So excited to be here with you. I know. We're so lucky to do this in person. Yes. In Miami, we're in my hotel room. So amazing. I can't believe we just met in person for the first time a couple days ago. We're like soul sisters. We are like soul sisters. You've helped me through a lot of things. Oh, it's my pleasure. I know. It's, it's been a, a beautiful relationship and it's just perfect timing that we're here together. I know. It's so perfect. I was so excited when we were coming to Miami because I was like, wait a second. Nikki lives in Miami <laughs> and it's such a hub here of a lot of people that I know. Yeah. It's and I've never, I had never been here. Yeah. It's definitely like a, it feels like almost people come here, but they don't tell anybody pe- that they come here. Like right. it's kind of secretive about like your trips to Florida or to Miami. I know, right? <laughs> it feels that way. And my friend and I, you know, Jillian, when we, when we decided to come here, we started realizing just everyone we know is like here or traveling here or living here. And it seems to be this big place that people are coming to. Well, Jordan, it's also a big playground for my Jewish friends in yes. the Northeast and in the West Coast. So totally. that's also why. Totally. <laughs> yes, but it's, I mean, there's just really, it's just so beautiful here in February and January. You're not going to want to come here in the summer, but during the winter, it's like the best. Yeah. It is. Well, yeah. we're loving it. We're having the best time. Yeah. Best time ever. So I'm really excited to talk to you because when we talk, usually you're giving me readings. We're going into the Akashic Records, all the good things. And you're also a mentor to me and have been teaching me how to go into the Akashic Records on my own and have helped me so much. So we'll get into all that. But I'm excited to talk to you because I want to hear more about what you were telling me before we started recording, which is that you were an editor before you ended up being a blogger and then being a reader. Because I see you as, a, as such a reader and people go to you as such an expert. So tell us the journey that brought you there. Yeah, it's a funny thing because I think when we usually meet like a, a medium, a reader, you know, any of these like healers, we tend to think that they were born like that, that they were like, they have a superhuman gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely I, I thought that as well until I became one. <laughs> so, I mean, I have a very basic, you know, 
story. Like I, my, my parents are Cuban, very Catholic. I went to Catholic school. Like this was, I never had these like moments of being able to see spirit or ghost or anything. I always joke the saying that like, if that were happening, definitely my parents would have sent me to some like priest to like release like the demons from me. Mm -hmm. So that was just not my story. Instead, I mean, I do remember like small moments. I remember going to Catholic school for the first time because we moved from New Jersey to Miami and my like religion teacher was teaching us this story about like how you become a priest or a nun. Like she was telling us that like God came into your bed in the middle of the night and told you that you were going to be a priest or a nun. And I was like, wow, that sounds like a monster, like in, under your bed, you right. know, like it sounds like such a creepy story. But there was something about that story that really like hit me as a small child. I mean, it was just like, I must've been six or seven. And I really just felt that I was going to be called at some point. And I was so afraid. My mom said that I didn't sleep for like a week because I was convinced that I was going to go to sleep and they were going to call me to be a nun. And in my little six-year-old brain, I was like, but I want to get married and I want to have kids. And like, I don't want to be a nun. Um, But I felt like I knew that I was ultimately going to be called to you know, to, to work for the light, you know, and that was like my first really remembering, but I didn't have any sort of psychic gifts or anything by that, at that point. And then, you know, I went to, I kept going to Catholic school. I had this, like my first awakening was right after college. I had this high school boyfriend that I was with for a long time. I thought I was going to get married. We were engaged and, um, we had, we had, we had a wedding planned. And two months before the wedding, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I'm supposed to be doing something else. I went to New York City for just a weekend and I heard things. Like it was like kind of the first hearing and all of a sudden I heard something say like, you are made for bigger things. Like kind of this Whoa. spirit, like just telling me that, it was me yeah, that I wasn't supposed to do this. And it was funny because I was, New York City is like, you know, arguably one of the loudest places in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's where I heard it. Actually in Rockefeller Center. It's Whoa. Like, yeah. That's so, so interesting. So it's funny. So I came home, I called off the wedding. I, you know, and I, that was really like my first awakening. I left Miami. I moved to California and I had studied pub, um, publicity. So I went to LA to work in the film industry. So I actually worked at Lionsgate and Fox Searchlight in film. That's what I was in publicity. That's what I was doing. And through that experience, I mean, it was very awakening for me. Um, I started just like my own little spiritual journey of, you know, kind of looking at my codependency ways. Like I was learning so much about myself. And then I met, I found writing. I fell in love with writing and I knew that's what I wanted to do. So I moved back to Miami and I became an editor. So I started working at like, well, Daily Candy, which doesn't exist anymore, but I remember remember that was was huge. That was like the site. That was like a big moment Yeah, 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 to be working at Daily Candy. So I was the editor for the Miami edition. I worked at at NBC and MSN. And um, my last full-time job was with Refinery29 as their Miami editor. And what happened was that the blogging world started to kind of come up during that time. It was just like 2008, And I was single and I wanted like a writing, like a creative writing outlet. So I started the blog and it was really just like kind of seeing, seeing dating, but as a spiritual experience. Like I just really thought that there was something bigger than just like, I like this boy. I'm going to go on a date. Like I thought that it meant something more. Like I really, I really felt like this was bigger than the way that we see it. So that was my approach. I would write about it that way. And it, you know, it got some, like it took off to a certain degree. And that's, that's really where I started. But ultimately, you know, I met my husband and I took a little bit of a break from spirituality. And I, 
I, sometimes I feel like spirituality works. And then when it works, you like get lazy about it. So like almost like I had done so much like connecting and meditating to like get there. And then it worked. I had like everything that I wanted. And then I had to like come back to it at some right. point a few later, a few years later. So I don't remember exactly when it was, but I'm guessing I only know things by like the age of my children. So it must've been around like 2013, 2014. That is when I started taking like certifications. Um, I did Reiki. I did um, a certification in energy healing called Theta Healing. And then I also did um, hypnotherapy. And these three things like combined started to really open me up psychically. Like I just- that's so cool. Yeah. and, And I think that that happens to a lot of people. Like if you don't know where to start- a lot of these certifications, like that's what they do. They yeah. just kind of, you know, it Reiki, a lot of people say that's the same thing. It doesn't mean you're going to practice and I was never going to practice. Right, right. Okay, that's really interesting. Yeah, so those were like, they were, I did them in a certain order. I, I just was interested in healing myself. I was still an editor at this time, but I was interested in like what it could do for me. I just thought it was fascinating. So I, as I learned those things, at some point it was just so fun for me and so exciting that I really was like, I got to figure out a way to make this my job. Like, yeah, I couldn't write about like the thousand dollar handbag anymore. Like it just wasn't in me. Like I wanted to do this stuff. So I kept pulling cards. Like I was playing with cards and I kept getting this one card that would say mediumship. And I was like, bullshit. Like I am not going to become a medium. Like no way. Like my Cuban mother will like die if she finds out that um, I'm reading people but the card kept showing up. Like I kept asking like, what can I do to like step into this? And this is like what, and I was taking it literally. So I started playing with people. I started practicing. And what happened was that the big opening was that I, when I studied Theta Healing, my first spirit guide showed up to me and that spirit guide like changed the trajectory of, of what I was doing. Whoa. And I Do you know their work, name? Yeah. His name is Hylem. And I still work with that spirit guide. So when I do readings, he is still with me, like on my right side. And he is like my metaphysical spirit guide. Because oh, we wow. have spirit guides for all sorts of different reasons. And they come into our lives for different reasons. And that one specifically came in for like the metaphysical things. And he is like my, he's my trainer and he's like my, my, my right hand and like my best friend in the spirit world. <laughs> like he does That's all the work. really cool. Yeah. And it's been years. So then what happened was I would sit with him in meditation, like as I got to know him and he actually like taught me how to do the readings that I do. So like I have a very strong like structure which with the way that I do readings so that they can always be like a good reading. And he's the one that taught me how to do it. And then what happened is that I would have like friends or people that were interested in my blog, like come as like my coaching clients kind of, and they would let me practice these skills on them. So I was really awful in the beginning. Like I didn't know what I was doing. It would take me like 30 minutes to get a message. And like, uh-huh. you know, now Jordan, like I can get one in like three Instance. seconds. Yeah, yeah. instantly. But um, it's, it's definitely what I learned through this process. And I'm happy that I was like kind of initiated this way because I learned that it's just a muscle. Like it truly is a muscle. We all have connection to these really cool things in the in the spirit world. And if just somebody teaches us, whether it's a human or a spirit guide, like you, anybody can do it. And that was my story. And that's really like how I ended up here. Yeah, I love, I love that. I mean, I love that for so many reasons because it's really empowering to know that it is a muscle and that you can get as good as you are now, which you are so spot on as a medium. And, and to know 
like as, as someone like me, who's honing these skills. And sometimes it seems really easy and really there. And other times it doesn't seem like it's there to know that people are not always just born being like, and you have this and this and your grandmother's coming in. Like, cause that is some people's story. Yeah. And I think a lot of the ones that are more famous that we see on TV mm-hmm. and stuff, that is their story. Right. That they predicted like a grandparent's death exactly. at the age of four. Exactly. And that was like not, actually your curiosity will lead you to get, to be able to have this connection. I, I really describe it as a remembering. Like, it is a remembering. I, I really believe in the more you you practice, it's more like there, even when I did Reiki, I remember being like, oh, like almost like the teacher's words didn't make any sense to me, yeah. but the concepts like hit my body and I understood them. And I feel like that, that, that happens when we're just remembering something that we've done for many lifetimes. It, it is. I had that experience with Kundalini yoga where I felt like I had to go do Kundalini yoga. I didn't even know what it was, but like books were falling off shelves with Kundalini on it. And then I went and I don't even know if it was the first few times or I just kept going. Things started happening and then I would have visions and then the visions would come true. And I was with Jillian one time, I would drag her with me to Kundalini and I would tell her all the visions because I would say, if any of these come true, someone needs to know that I, <laughs> that I knew these things and then they would happen. And then we started freaking out and that was years ago. And it's always just been kind of like a fun side, like gift for me, I, I would say until I got really sick and then it became a lifeline to have connection and intuition and heal my life the way that you're talking about that you did with yours. So that's amazing. And then you started eventually doing this full time and now you are a reader full time. Yeah. So if I can just say like what you were saying, they used the word lifeline. Like Mm -hmm. that is so important because yes, like at first it's just kind of a curiosity, right? but in the whole, and I think that's why it's maybe fun in the beginning. But the whole point of spirituality is to have something when like things are hard, you know, like you have something to to help you through these hard human experiences. Yes. And it's and that is the beauty of having a spiritual practice and a spiritual connection and and a spiritual knowing. Because as you start to practice these things, like you know that there's more than just this. So like when life is hard, you can you can fall back on that spiritual practice, which is, yes. which is beautiful that you Thank had that. God for that. Cause I, it's true when things are hard, sometimes it's the hardest thing to remember the spiritual practice and the knowing, and you know, that's how I've been feeling for days and weeks. And finally, when I surrendered into the spiritual practice again yes. and the spirits and everything going on around me, I felt immense peace. Yes. Yes. So it's like, that's why we do it. So, right. Yeah. So I started doing this full time um, by accident. It was kind of like I did it for somebody. And then like people kept telling Word people that yes, I did this. And it was way. really scary for me, Jordan, to be honest. Like, you know, in my case, my husband had married a fashion editor. And then like all of a sudden I was becoming this totally different person. Like my friends knew me as this like one way. My parents had like expectations for me. So it was like a very, you know, my my family, they're all doctors. Like it was a very strange thing and it was okay to be doing it like underneath the radar. But at some point I felt really called to start to do it, um, to, to just make my, my public persona kind of, you know, showing that I did that. Um, and, you know, thankfully now it's very popular and it's okay. And people are not so weirded out by it. I'm sure there's like, 
you know, people that have known me many years ago and are kind of like, oh, that's weird that she does that. But um, it's been a, a great gift and it is my way of being able to to help people. And, um, you know, the read- when you get a good reading, you are getting a shift too. Like you're getting an energy cleanse and there's just so, like, I truly believe in a good reading. I, I'm a reading connoisseur. Like growing up, I, not growing up, but at some point when I felt like it was okay to start having readings done on me, I went to like every single reader, like you can possibly think of, you know, like I had been to everybody. So I know what it feels like to have a good reading. And I always like wanted to give that to myself. And at some point I was not getting good readings anymore. So I was like, all right, I have to develop like a good read. So that's how, like, that's how my, my method came about. Right. And you have such a particular method, which I love. And I'm such a reading connoisseur too. (laughs) I have always been interested in going to mediums. I was trying to remember recently when that started in my life and it was as early as could be. I would go to San Francisco in the, when I was living in Sacramento, when I was young and would walk into any psychic <laughs> shop and like get these readings that were total BS, which I even <laughs> knew back then. And then when I started having the ability to talk to really talented intuitives, oh my God, changed my life thing. changed. Yeah. And you really do have such a particular method that is so like organized, What's your sign, by the way? I'm a Cancer. Oh, you are? Yeah, I'm a Cancer Leo, yeah. I love Cancers. When's your birthday? <laughs> July 21st. Oh, okay. I love Cancers. Um, and Jonathan's birthday is July 24th. Oh, no but he's a Leo. So he's a Leo. Yeah, yeah. I'm a cusp. Yeah, you are mm-hmm. a cusp. So, um, okay, so you're a Cancer. I was wondering if you were like a super organized sign. And tell us how that came to be. I mean, I know that your guide spoke to you and shared this with you. Yeah, you know, for me, like, so... My first like real reading that like stood out to me, it was maybe, well, no, I had some bad readings. And then I met this woman who did um, angel readings and that felt pretty comfortable for me because I was Catholic. So I kind of like, I was like, okay, there's angels in the Bible. Like, this is okay. This is safe. And then she, like when I met, when I understood that she had like angels, I thought this is, this is cool. Like she's talking to these, these things, but it felt like there was like limited information. I felt like there could maybe be more. So when I would sit with my spirit guide to like try to, I basically would come and be like, I have this client or I have this friend and I don't know how to help him or her. He would show me, like he taught, he showed me to like look at the chakras. So basically Mm. my first, like the first little part of doing my readings was reading chakras. Like I could read people's energy, which at the end of the day shows you like where your energy is trying to go and what might be blocking it. And I thought that was like really important because most of us have an idea of what we want or where we want to go. But there's these things that we carry like on our energy that block us from that. So that was why he, so I guess because I was trying to help somebody, he was showing me like, this is what's getting in her way. Mm. So I learned to read that way. And actually you get so much information on a person. It's kind of scary because you can like read anybody's chakras. Like during like the, the presidential campaigns, I would like read, I was like, is Trump really an asshole? Like, and I would like read his like, <laughs> what do his chakras yeah. say? He's a huge, the like, I felt bad for him because he has a very open third eye. So he kind of is forward thinking, like mm-hmm. he, you know, he can vision, but his solar plexus, which is self-esteem, that's your pride, your ego, um, all that kind of stuff. When it's working well, it's like, it gives you power, but it was so um, out of, it was like inflamed. It was like just right. so out of balance. Like it was just so extremely like 
egoed, you know, right. that there was no concept of self anymore, you know? And that was like, you know, it was like a quick read that I did. Yeah, I, that's like, fascinating. Have, but it's just fascinating how you can read people's, like that we hold our energy just outside of us. You can yeah. learn to protect it for sure. And you can learn to like close off so nobody does read you. But most of us exist with our energy completely out there. I'm so open. Yeah. I feel like anybody could read my energy <laughs> if they wanted to. Yeah. I'm so open. Yeah. No, like- and I try to have more boundaries. Yeah. Though. You can just kind of put like a little energetic bubble mm-hmm. around you and just kind of, you know, set that intention. But when I, when, when I first started doing the readings, people were like, why do you know all this about me? <laughs> and it's like, because it's on you. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's really cool. Also, so you have to you- learn- to read energy is basically mm-hmm. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like energy has a vibration and then you, le- it's kind of like learning music or something. Right. It's just another language. So you learn to read like these vibrations. And we're all just energy. Yes. So is it very visual for you or is it more of a feeling? Yeah. So originally um, I could, I was very good at like hearing when I was first studying and I was first working with angels is kind of what I was like learning about. I, did not want to see anything because I thought that would be really scary. Like, I was like, I don't want to see a dead person. I don't want to see an angel. I don't want to see a spirit guide. Like, I'm okay with hearing you. So that was like my first boundary. And so I, a lot of my information was like just a sense of hearing and a sense of knowing. Um, and the hearing, the difference between knowing and hearing to me, knowing is like, it just shows up in my head. And then hearing is like, almost like I can hear a whole sentence, like come through it's kind of my voice. It's not like it's another voice, but I can like I can almost hear the whole phrase come through. So that was it. And then at some point, um, when I started to sit with my spirit guide, I started to feel a little bit more safe. And that's when I started to develop the the sense of seeing. So I I worked to open my third eye. Like mm-hmm. I did a lot of like meditation, like third eye meditation, so that I could, you know, so that I was able to read more. So now I'm very visual. So now I can close my eyes and I'm, you know, you've been with me, like we can go to like other worlds and things like that. It's so fun. Yeah. Wow. All right, guys, let's talk about alcohol-free beverages that are very fun to drink. So you guys have heard me talk about Groovy a couple times. I'm such a fan of the brand. They are alcohol-free beers and wines out of Colorado. I'm obsessed with the bubbly rosé because you guys know, probably if you're here, that I have not had alcohol in two plus years. And it's been so fun to watch the sober, curious, community of people rise over the past few years. So many people who listen to this podcast are just thinking about drinking less alcohol. Maybe you don't drink alcohol. Maybe you're sober, or maybe you just want to go out with your friends every so often and not drink alcohol just because somebody else is. So Groovy wanted to create a brand that was fun, youthful, and proud to be alcohol-free. Their mission is that they strive to create an inclusive community focused on making better choices within our daily lives. They truly believe in a world where everyone can feel comfortable in social settings, regardless of what's in your cup. So alcohol remains highly pervasive in society, but Groovy challenges themselves to create a brand that breaks the cycle and encourages others to explore their relationship with alcohol and help to create a mindful relationship with booze. Their products include a variety of craft beers such as IPA, Stout, 
lager and an alcohol-free 0% Prosecco and a bubbly rosé. Their wines are gluten-free, sulfite-free with no added sugars, and they're only 50 calories. They also use very simple ingredients, of course, because they have to, to be TBB approved. And I'm just so excited to watch the world moving in this direction, which is just a little bit more sober curious, a little bit less alcohol, and it's very, very good for your health. There are a lot of negative effects of alcohol and hangovers and just, you know, people don't feel as good about themselves when they wake up hungover. You don't make as good of choices about your health. And I've loved watching a lot of my friends transition over into first a dry January, which I know a lot of people are continuing into February, which is really, really fun. So you can order Groovy online at www.getgroovy.com. That's Groovy spelled G-R-U-V-I. And use the code BLONDE, B-L-O-N-D-E, to save 10% off online. They also have Groovy in stores in certain states, Colorado, Minnesota, Arizona, and Michigan. So you can shop them in stores or online with that code BLONDE for 10% off. Enjoy. Now back into this episode with Nikki. Yeah, it was really interesting getting to sit in on your reading with Jillian a couple days ago because I got to witness your process like the whole time without really being a part of it because usually I'm just on the receiving end of it if I witness it. And that was cool because I felt like I learned a lot from you and the notes that you took and the preparation and the way that you meditate beforehand. And it was wild because everything you said... I mean, everything I had seen for her too, but I'm so close to her. I didn't know if I was, yeah, if I was seeing it because I know her or if it was actually her future that I was seeing. And I feel like you confirmed that I was seeing her future and it wasn't just my own opinion. That was so like validating for you. It was, I was so excited and we've talked about it so much since then. And yeah, it was really eye opening for her. Very spot on. Yeah. And like, and that is, you know, my, my, my people, my friends always tell me like, oh, you're so humble. And, and I don't mean to be humble. The truth is like, I developed, like I just studied that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like once he showed it to me, I was just such a nerd that I was willing to like sit and like do it over and over again. And then what really happened is that so many people were like showing up at my doorstep that I had to develop that muscle. So yeah, that, that's also part of it. Like I read so many people that that started to happen. And then I started, so I went, at some point I started, I went into study. I wanted to be, I always felt like I was like, I want to be a shaman. Like, I don't even know what that means, but I want to be a shaman. It's like something that I, I had booked this like shaman um, training in like out in England, but I was literally like either eight, I was either almost nine months pregnant or like just at the end of like eight months pregnant. And my husband was like, absolutely not. Like you are not getting on a plane Uh at like nine months pregnant. Um, to another country for two weeks. So I was really devastated because I knew that I like, I knew that there was more to the way that I was reading. Like I felt like I needed more, like there was just something else that I didn't know yet. I needed more information. So then I couldn't go there. And then I just was like, you know what? Okay, fine. If I'm supposed to study from somebody, like may they come. And this woman came into my life who's a shaman. Her, Her name is Linda Roberts. And a lot of the things that my spirit guide was already showing me, she, like when I started training with her, like she showed me these things that like my, but she gave it names and structure. And that was very helpful for me. And one of the main reasons I wanted to work with her was to learn the Akashic records, which is like what we're doing together. 
because I felt like I didn't know what the Akashic Records were, but I just felt like maybe that could help the people that I was working with. And so as I started to learn more of that, and actually what, and I think you experienced this too, is that I had already kind of been seeing these places. I had already been seeing like past lives and, you know, things like that. I just didn't know what they were. I didn't have the language for it. And she like really helped me see like, oh, this thing that you're always seeing, that's what this is. And that's what, so once I had that structure, I was like, I want to bring this into the readings because I was just reading the person's like present day, like energy, but the Akashic records, which is like basically this spiritual realm where all of our information exists from all lifetimes. And you can really look at the soul beyond just this lifetime. I thought like, well, what if a person knew who their soul was? Like, what if a person knew like what their essence was? And I got really passionate about that. And that's how I brought that component into the reading. So my hope is that the person comes to a reading and can have a meeting with their soul. Like, this is who you truly are, right. you know? And, and that's soul. what the Akashic Records says. You could pull a lot of information from there. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what like, those two combinations is like what the sessions are now. That's amazing. Yeah. First of all, with the shaman piece, I had a very similar experience of knowing, like knowing I want to be a shaman. I I felt so called to it. Like I knew it was a very past life thing for me. Also working with plant medicine and that type of shamanism for me in particular was really interesting. And I had signed up for this shaman school in somewhere, I forget where, in the middle of the US. And I ended up not going because all of a sudden I felt like, this is not for me. I'm, I'm actually not like a school person. Mm-hmm. I was when I was in school, but I've never like been into any of the things I've done since school where I'm like, I'm not learning anything or I, that's not the way I learn. Yeah. So I ended up not doing it. And then I ended up just serendipitously kind of finding my shamans who I've done ayahuasca with. And, and then I learned shamanism is an energy. It's an energy alchemy really that exists through a person, through lifetimes. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you studying that with your shaman has awakened that in you without an actual course or anything. I agree. And that was so helpful for me because there are like shaman snobs, you know? Yeah, totally. (laughs) But when I, I remember like talking to a friend about how disappointed I was that I couldn't go on this trip. And my friend was like, Nikki, I feel like you've been a shaman forever. I feel like you are a shaman. Like, do you really need to like go study somewhere that like is so far and you're about to give birth? And she, and that really, I think opened up the space for my true teacher to show up, which, um, and she was just, and I think that's what a good teacher is in my work. Like, cause I teach so many people to do their own readings and to connect with their spirit guides and all that stuff. It's really like the best work is just I'm just reminding you of what do you already know. And exactly. that's, that was my teacher's approach. And that's my approach when it comes to teaching these things. Like, it's just a reminder. Like if you feel called to a shaman, you've probably been a shaman and you yes. can look into your Akashic records and you'll probably see it. For sure. Yeah. I love that. So for people listening, how can they go into the Akashic records if they want to? Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely like, I don't have any good book recommendations, but I think that the first step is like trying to have a relationship with your spirit guide because the Akashic Records takes a certain amount of focus. So like all of this work just requires a muscle. So like first you got to learn to like connect enough to read a chakra or like read a spirit guide, like something little or read your friend's like quick future or something, something small enough. And then with time, you can develop um, a sense of focus that can help you read what's in the Akashic Records. Because the thing about the Akashic Records is you need more 
you need, a, it's like kind of being in meditation, but you need a longer period of time to be in that meditation. So that's like, you can get there, but I would recommend meeting your spirit guide first and allowing your spirit guide to take you there like while you're still you're still learning. And then a lot of it, you'll probably just le- learn through your meditations. The Akashic Records is basically up. Like you have to imagine yourself like leaving earth, going into the spirit world, which is just like a white ball and going in there. And then there's a, a building basically is what it looks like in meditation. And there's a librarian. She'll give you a key to your own Akashic records and you go in there. But the thing is to read the books that exist there requires a certain amount of focus. So it's just, you need to like train a little bit before, right. before you get mm-hmm. there. Um, but anybody that teaches Akashic record, I mean, I, maybe not everybody, cause I don't, I don't know if they're in integrity, but there's also books on this. And, um, but it's just, I feel like you go there when, when you're ready to go there. Right. You know, cause I wanted to go for a long time and I kept being like, nope, like can't go, like can't go yet. Like I had to go through a few, I don't want to say like initiations, but some, you know, some, a little, a few things before I got there. Yeah. I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. And when we went and it was so validating again, because we saw all the same things mm-hmm. when, when you took me up into the Akashic records and I had had my records read before, but I had never really been there myself necessarily. Yeah. And then when you and I did that and, and you saw the same visions that I saw, that's just so cool. That's the magic. So we have, so I have three levels of like my training. So I do, we have our first level soul seeker, our second level soul leader, and our third level soul teacher. And basically we're teaching all these different concepts from, you know, from basic meditation to spirit guides and energy reading, all that kind of stuff. And when, it, so I had started off with a course and I was just kind of sharing the information, no big deal. And something miraculous started happening within like these groups. Cause these girls were like, buying the courses and they would communicate in the little, um, membership portal and they started practicing together. And when they started practicing together, it's like when everything took off for them. And the reason is because that for, for a long time, you think you're crazy. You know, like you said, the things you knew about Jillian, like you think you're crazy. Mm -hmm. You, You know, the things you know about past lives, you think you're crazy. You're like, well, I could be right. Or I could be totally wrong. Right. But the magic about practicing with somebody so that whether it's a teacher or just a student, another student, because we've seen this in our program, it's super magical because it's like, you just can't make that up. We have the right. saying like in the in the school, in our soul academy, we're like, you just can't make this shit up. Like you just can't. Like if somebody else is seeing what you're seeing and and we see it all the time, like everybody's just kind of seeing the same thing. So it just means that this is real, that this mm-hmm. is really happening. And I think that for those of us who are like, you know, not gullible and we're intelligent women and we're, you know, empowered women, like we're not going to just take whatever somebody tells us to do. Like we need to experience it. And that's why I love this work because you can experience it and you can cut out the middleman. Like you can access your own Akashic records if you want to. And that it doesn't mean that you need to be a full-time reader. Like this could just be a tool you have. Yes. So cool. Mm -hmm. You're inspiring me so much. I'm like, oh my God, I need to do so much more of this. It speaks to me on a deep level. And I I know that resisting that for so many years is why I kept getting so sick and then not healing. Part of why. That's so true. Like just not really being who you truly are and not having all those tools. Yeah. And I think that like to an extent, you know, we 
like for a soul that has had these tools for a long time and maybe has practiced for a long time to come to these earth, this earth and not have those tools, I think is very disorienting. Mm -hmm. And when you find them, like, it's almost like life was in black and white. And then you find these tools and all of a sudden it's in color Mm -hmm. for those of us who have used it for so many lifetimes. I think that's exactly right. And my resistance comes from a lack of focus. So when I see someone like you, who's very focused, very organized, very willing to study, very willing to do all the preparation, it's very inspiring to me because I'm not resistant because I'm scared or because I think I'm going to be perceived as weird because I've already done that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I already um, showcase a very weird side of myself all the time. But we've talked about this. I have like major ADD. It's Mm -hmm. so major. Mm -hmm. So for anybody else listening who might have that experience, I don't know if anyone has it as bad as me, but what would be your advice? I'm sure people have it just as bad as you, Jordan. You're not alone. My brain is so all over the place. Yeah. So I... I, I was actually telling my husband this the other day, I was like, I think I'm smarter. So like, I actually think Ooh. that, like, I think I recently have been getting smart because um, the meditation like starts to turn something on in your mm-hmm. brain that like ultimately, so what you're seeing right now is very different than like where I was when I first started. I'm actually not an organized person. I don't have, I mean, all I have is a calendar, but I don't have like to-do lists. I'm kind right. of like all over the place. What helped me was I was just led by my curiosity. Like I really believe in, and there was no structure to it. And I just, I just was led by curiosity. And the big thing that like changed a lot of things for me was I told you that I had this spiritual awakening and then I got everything that I wanted, like my husband and all this kind of stuff. So I stopped the practice for a while. And funny enough, I met this, um, my husband and I were running a business together and we, I hired an assistant for him. And she came into my life and she was like into, she was just discovering this stuff. So it kind of like gave me a moment to like relive it with her and having her in my life and being able to see her every day and practice with her every day was what got me here. So I feel like community and accountability, like what, you know, like if you know that you have an appointment with me, like we're Mm going to practice. Mm -hmm. And that was really like the accountability of having her and like being able to practice with her was what, what really started it off. And then when people started coming to me, I had no, like I had nothing else but to like, I had to show up for these meetings. So that, so I feel very much that this work is like you said, like a lifeline to me. Like if I didn't do this for a living, I think, I don't know where I would be. You know, I really feel that this has like saved me and it's helped me, it's helped me stay accountable. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I would have been so accountable without like my clients basically. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. That really makes sense. So accountability, something for me to focus on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, finding like friends that are into the stuff that you're into or finding a teacher or finding a program. We invite you into, you know, our our soul academy, but like anything that, anything, even if it's just like a girlfriend that's into it and just setting an appointment with them. Because sitting by yourself and thinking you're making this shit up is like- I know. It's it's crazy. You're right. The community piece helps a lot. And- I mean, our meetings together and that accountability is huge for me because I don't like to have meetings. Like I, so it's, I like ours, but like, it's hard for me to to have have any structure, Mm -hmm. but you're totally right. Like I have a few friends, Krista, who, you know, from almost 30, Mm -hmm. my friend, Jenna, my friend, Kenzie, we will literally practice gifts on each other. And 
And otherwise, who the heck knows if it's like real or literally just in your head until somebody can validate it. Exactly. So mm-hmm. that's, that is the trick. Like yeah. it's right there. That's where it's at. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Like I only got here because I had to show up for the people that were asking me to get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had that thought today as I was, I released a meditation on the podcast, which I don't do very often, maybe once a year. And I was thinking if I did this every month, it would make me a better meditator yes, because I would have to have something to provide to people. Definitely. So that makes sense. Yeah. And those meditations, a lot of them, like your spirit guide can show you them. Like they're, they're visions of places that you've probably been to mm-hmm. before. So like- It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's helpful. I mean, it's all the things. So using like your own community to keep you accountable is helpful. Yeah. Oh, I'm so inspired. I'm so excited. So you manifested your husband. You mentioned that. We have to talk about that because I know so many people listening are going to want to know how to do that. Yeah. So I definitely got my start in dating. So I have the book, The Final Swipe, and it's my, mm-hmm. it's dating through a spiritual lens. And um, I was like just on a mission. You know, I was really kind of, I was dating a bunch and I didn't feel that anybody was like, on my level, I guess, which, you know, was, I I really was looking for somebody who was a little eccentric and that was willing to grow with me because I had like a relationship before who, when things got hard, like just decided to leave and had no interest in growing. And I felt that was like a really big awakening for me. So I started to learn that it wasn't so much that I need to make a perfect checklist. I needed to make a list of like how I wanted to feel in this relationship. So that was like my this is how I learned to manifest. Like I learned to manifest from a place of feeling rather Mm -hmm. than like a very masculine way of like, these are the things that I want. So I would just sit there and I would just like, Ooh, it feels so good to be in this relationship. Like that was my process. Like every, you know, every night before going to bed, I would like pretend that I was feeling the feelings of being Mm -hmm. with this person. And then out of all places, I met him at my best, best, best friend's engagement party, which going to that party, I was like, I know everybody here. I'm going to be the only single person like there's nothing new for me here. And like, lo and behold, like my husband shows up at this, at this, yeah, he was like a friend of the groom and I knew all his friends. It's just that we had never been at the same place at the same time. And then that was it. So you met at the perfect time. Yes. We were both ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what does he think of all the spiritual stuff? Yeah. So it's kind of a funny question. So I, you know, he knew I was transitioning and we were both on the same page that we wanted me to have something that I can be home um, and being able to be part of our family. And at the time, crazy concept, but I had to go to an office <laughs> for work, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I worked it at these other places, concept, you know? crazy concept. But at the time that was the situation. And so he was okay. Like he believed in my idea of um, doing kind of like self-help and that's what it started off as. And then it kind of just moved into this and we kind of just like, it was almost like the pink elephant. We didn't like really talk about it. Like he didn't judge me for it, but I was, since I was experimenting, like I didn't want any like criticism. Right. So he was, you know, he let me do my thing. And then ultimately, like once I really started coming out, when I, I forgot about what anybody thought about me, because for a while, when you do those things that are a little like new and they're scary, you almost have to just block everybody out for a minute. Like just go into your cave and do your thing. And one day he comes to me, he's like, my friends have a group chat and they just said that you said that you talk to dead people. And he, I was like, oh, like I was like, he was so, he was, he was called out by his friends. And that was like the first moment that we like all decided to look at the fact that like I was a medium. (laughs) That is so funny. Yeah. And then he started to have like weird, um, he's like, well, maybe don't say dead people. 
maybe say like spirits. I'm like, oh, so you're more okay with spirits and not dead people. He's like, yes. And I'm like, so I started to learn like the things that he was like, okay with. And then at some point he says now, he's like, it works. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, he's like, he sees it in his own life. He sees it in my life. Um, He has had many spiritual like experiences with me. And he also knows that so many people come to me and he knows that I'm doing like good in the world. So at that, so he's okay. I wouldn't say we believe at all the same things. And I kind of, um, release the information like here and there, you know, but he like, you know, he's, he's with me and I, and I appreciate that because I don't know if everybody would be so open and so like willing to do, willing to like let their wife maybe, you know, not that I would take it any other way, but he was just so understanding and not one minute, like judged me through this process. That's amazing. Yeah. That's the way it should be. That reminds me of funny conversations I've had with Jonathan where he'll be like, my friends were wondering, what is a Pleiadian? Like they're asking me and I don't know how to describe it. I'm like, just don't even try. It's all good. But now he, he is so on board with it. He's like, yeah, I told Josh, he said this while I was here in Miami. I told Josh that you said he's the oldest soul of all my friends and he's such a Pleiadian. And I was like, I've changed your life a lot, mister. Yes, And they love it. I mean, yeah. It's nice. I don't know about you, but it's nice to have a partner who's very grounded on this earth because I'm very up in the cosmos. But you're a, you're a very grounded person, especially as a medium. I well, find you to I be very grounded. I think this is the children. I think, yeah, yeah. And my husband is very, we, we live on a land with like, my, my husband grows plants and he's an arborist. So he's very connected to the land. And I've always said that like he he grounds me and the mm-hmm. children ground me. Like I have to deal with day-to-day problems. Right. And that's, right. that's what keeps me grounded. And you have three kids. I have three kids. How old are they all? So we have a 15-year-old who is my husband's from a previous relationship who I adopted. Then I have, we have our, our first son together who's seven. And then we have a little baby. Well, he's not really a baby, but he's three. Oh, I didn't realize your youngest was so young. Yeah. What are their names? So we have Allie. We have Oliver is the middle one. And then Ethan. Love. Yeah. And Ethan... Both Oliver and Ethan gave me their names. So. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for that experience. Yeah, I love it's that. It's a crazy, crazy ride. And it's just a different way to parent because you understand that these babies are like souls in themselves. And right. my youngest one is a super old soul. And anybody who's ever read him, like, is like, oh my gosh, Nikki. And I had had visions of him teaching me. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see what he becomes like as an adult yes. because it looked like he had these gifts that I have and that he was one of the things that like taught me these things. Oh, that's really special. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be interesting oh to see God, that. Oh my God. I love so, that yeah. so much. Yeah. So that was like, I, ha- I feel like all of those things had to come into my life first so to ground me to do mm-hmm. this work better. Definitely. And I'm supported by that. Yeah. That's very, very grounding. Mm. Okay, let's talk about my favorite plant-based protein bar. In fact, this is the only protein bar that I eat by far, and it is Go Macro. Macro bars are certified organic, vegan, and gluten-free. They're mother-daughter owned, and they're based in a small rural community. Their mission is to spread awareness for a balanced plant-based lifestyle, and they're dedicated to their farmers, sustainable sourcing, and making a positive impact on the planet, which is very similar to the TBB mission, so I love them for that reason and also because they taste delicious. 
Their bars are made from simple, high-quality ingredients and are certified organic, like I said, vegan, gluten-free, kosher, non-GMO, clean, raw, and soy-free. So yes, they are very TBB-approved. If you have an allergy or a dietary restriction, they offer three delicious nut-free flavors, which are their oatmeal chocolate chip, which happens to be my number one favorite, maple sea salt, and their sunflower butter and chocolate. They also have seven certified FODMAP-friendly flavors so that everyone can enjoy no matter what their dietary preferences or restrictions are. I also love that they're a small family company that's really important to me and started by a mother and a daughter. So supporting them feels really, really good. You can get your hands on some of Go Macro's delicious macro bar flavors today by going to gomacro.com and using the promo code BLONDE, B-L-O-N-D-E, for 30% off plus free shipping on all orders over $50. So that was gomacro.com, promo code BLONDE for 30% off plus free shipping. You guys will love. Tag me on Instagram when you try. Now back into this episode with Nikki. So your focus had been in the public eye relationships, but now you're focusing on kind of a lot more things. How is, how does that feel? Yeah. Um, you know, I, the the relationship stuff was like just things I would download and I just felt like people needed a better way to see dating. Um, but I was, my passion was always like the metaphysical stuff, these things. But at the time when I was starting to like study and learn them, it was not super well received just yet. This was like 10 years ago. So I was like, well, I'll just keep this in my back pocket. I'll keep practicing like in my own private practice. And when it's time, I'll share it. And now what a, like the curious thing that started to happen probably like five years ago is that when I was reading people, people started to ask me, can I do that? You know? And I was like, oh my gosh, I had the same question when I first had a reading. I remember being like, maybe I could do that. Yeah. And I was I thought that that was just me. I thought that was like a weird thing, but I started to read people enough and it seemed everybody understood to some degree that they could do it because they saw me as being like a normal person. Mm -hmm. So once I started seeing that, I was like, I got to train people. Like I have to show people how to do this. It's just, so the last couple of years, we've really been focusing on the soul Academy, which is like these three levels, kind of like a Reiki one, two, three, but this is all about like learning to read and be a good reader and, and a healer too, because we teach a lot of energetic healings as part of a lot of what we do. Cause you can see what people are blocked by, but you need to be able to help them heal it. So, um, I teach that's, that's what I teach. And that's what I've been focusing on because I want people to use this, you know, as parents, as like, you know, CEOs, like not just as a reader. So, and it's beautiful. I mean, I have like doctors and attorneys and I have moms and dads like in the programs and they're using it for their day-to-day life. That's so it's so cool. Yeah. It's been like such a blessing. And I, you know, the other day I had this, I had a reading from one of the girls I taught, like, so she is now a reader and I was like, oh, I'm gonna have a reading with her. And she did such a great job. And I remember being like in the reading and being like, I did this. Like I created a world where like this woman who has five children, like is actually is, um, she was a Mormon, like, you know, oh, is, wow. like, is like, like, she could do a reading and like, yeah. she just did it for me. And I just felt so honored. That's to, like, really cool. Yeah. To be, have been called to, to do that. And that, and she was making her, the other thing too, is that if you want to be a reader, like you can make money being a reader. Right. And I find that to be very empowering. And this woman like wasn't doing anything else. And now like she has income coming in from yeah. these readings because she has like a, a set way of doing it. So that was really gratifying for me. Yeah. Too. That's so amazing. 
So would you say teaching is your favorite part of what you do? Yeah, I think I see it more as like kind of a passing the torch, right. you know, is like one of the things. But at the end of the day, I'm really like a true reason for do, I'll do whatever spirit calls me to do. And at some point spirit was calling me to do, to be a medium. I was mm-hmm. then called to like teach. So I will follow like what is being mm-hmm. shown to me. But, and now I feel like I'm getting to a place where I'm being allowed to do some of like the high, like some of the things that I really want to do that I've always wanted to yeah. do, but I needed to kind of almost like pay my dues according to yeah. like what spirit needed me to do. And, you know, I really just love to see people have spirituality in their day-to-day life. Like mm-hmm. I just, everyday people, you don't have to be, you know, cause maybe for some people, Jordan, some people might look at you and think that like, oh, I can never be her. Like she's plant-based, all these things, but spirituality is not about the way you eat. It's mm-hmm. not about like how you look. Like it's really just about your connection to source. That's totally right. That's all it is. So, and I think that if we don't like maybe some of us who maybe were raised in religions that don't, we don't really resonate with, or they feel too structured or too mm-hmm. boxed in, like my my hope is just to teach people how to have spirituality without having to have an eat, pray, love moment, without yes. having to like go up on a mountain and like be with a guru that like you can have it when your toddler is like want, telling you that he hates you, you right, know, and you right. can still find the spiritual understanding in that moment. I love that so, so much. Yeah. So then when it comes to religion, do you still consider yourself Catholic? Yeah. So I find Catholicism more like it's like a tradition and I feel that it's more connected to my culture right. is the way that I see it, which maybe that's how you feel. Do you feel that way with Judaism? I do. I do feel exactly that way with Judaism completely. It's, yeah. it's a community thing, a culture thing, yeah. ancestral. Yeah. And that's how I feel. It's like ancestral, like you said, it's so like all the kids are baptized. Um, I don't, the the oldest one has gone through like all the different sacraments. I don't think I'm going to do the other sacraments with the younger ones. You know, I love a good church moment. You know, I I have crosses like over, you know, in my house, things like that. And I think that to me, spirituality is just, or my knowings are more an extension of like what Christianity started to teach or what Judaism mm-hmm. started. Like, I think that this is just an extension of those things. Like if that was, you know, a little like safe place to learn those concepts, like to me, this is just an, an expansion of those concepts so that not everything was covered. Yes. And there's a lot more to be covered. And that's what I seek. That's how I feel too. I started to see with a lot of religions that they're all kind of, from my opinion, saying something very similar. Yeah. And a connection to something higher yeah. is what we're seeking. But yes. I totally feel you. It's it's a cultural And no thing. hierarchy. You know, like, right. I think like just not having the hierarchy of the religion. Like mm-hmm. I have to go to a priest and like- True, you know, right. or I have to go to church to like to pray, which is silly. Like you should be yeah, able to it's do a it. Personal connection. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So okay, so you said you know the name of your main spirit guide. I want to figure out the name of my spirit guides because I have no idea. Is that something we could do together? Totally. Yeah. So, um, do, which one do you are you thinking of? Um, any of them? <laughs> okay. I mean, I have like a man who's with me all the time and like an older woman. An older so, woman. That's mm-hmm. the one that I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. So she hangs out on like your left. Okay. So so basically the the way to do it would be you like, we close our eyes. We would go, you know, the, not if we had more time, we would go to 
your place of nature. Like this is how you would do it on your own. Mm -hmm. And then basically your spirit guides are going to have all sorts of names. Sometimes they have short names. Sometimes they have like really weird names. I mean, sometimes it could be just like John, you know? Right. And it's okay because they're almost like giving you a nickname to a much longer name Uh in many ways. So if it comes out like that, it's fine. The best way to do it is for the listeners is like you get a journal, um, like a notebook with you. You sit, close your eyes, call your spirit guide forward and just ask for like the sounds. It's like sometimes they'll be like, it sounds like Ma, Maria, but it's not Maria. And like, you kind of are doing your best to just pick up sounds at that point. And that's how you ultimately get your name. But you're, for you, Jordan, like that, that female guide, she's like, I've told her this name before. <laughs> I knew she was going to say that. <laughs> Do what you know it, the name? Well, what are you getting? It seems like she's saying like, it almost sounds like Siberia, but it's not oh, wow. Siberia. Like she's, it sounds like, it's almost like a, it kind of feels like almost like a Jewish, like a old, um, uh, gosh, she's showing me letters now. Cause some of them have strange, like stranger names. Right. She's saying, it's like means like, like Zion, like Ziana or something. She's showing like these strange like letters. So she seems like she's giving like her real name. And then she says she's given you a name to call her. Like, oh, okay. That she's given you like mm-hmm. some sort of like nickname or something, but she is like her true. So if you, there's a great book called Journey of Souls I that does a good that explanation book. of that. And he says that like, it's true. A lot of these guys, they have like super long names that wouldn't even make Mm-hmm. sense like with sounds for us so they tend to shorten them right so she's I've showing me this experience. like very long name with like a like an x at the beginning like a like zionon but she says that she gave you a nickname oh really some sort of like nickname mm-hmm. to to name her but you can do zionon or what was you, what were you picking up well i mean i get different things a lot like this comes back to my lack of focus mm-hmm. is like I've heard a lot of different things over time, Mm -hmm. but I know what you're saying with the, um, it's always like, I'm like, really? Is that a name? That kind of thing. I've heard something that was a mix of like Vanessa and Callista kind of. For this one. I don't know if it's actually This is an older woman. This is a little different. You have a few with you. Okay. Yeah. So she... She's like a grounded one. She almost looks like kind of like witchier. Like she she looks like the one that is more for the metaphysics with you. Like okay. the witchy part of you. So maybe I'll call her by her name. Maybe I don't yeah, know Yeah, you it. could just do Zayana. Zayana. Let's say that seems like what she's okay. trying to, to show. Are there others? Because this is very fun. Well, then you have like the guy, like that other one that you connect to, like the Calissi or Vanessa, or like that right. name. It is it very like Calissi. A bit, I'm like, am I just thinking of... Um, that's like your Pleiadian guide. Like Ooh. that one's more behind you and that one's more more like kind of astral, like almost, you know, alien basically. So it it kind of sits behind you. It almost looks like you have to visit her Mm -hmm. to like connect with her where this, this older woman is like, she's with you with like your teachings. Like that's what she's there for. And then you have like a, this, this looks like a heat, like a healing guide, like the Mm -hmm. guy, but your Palladian one's really cool. You just have to She's actually one of the ones that will help you with focus is almost like what she's saying. Yeah, like like she's going to help you remember how to activate something in the mind or something. Oh, good. I need that. So go sit with her. off in my mind. sit with her Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She's. I think she's like a Callista kind of name. Something like that. Yeah. Callista. 
Yeah, I can see her. She's really cool. She's interesting, but she's behind, like she mm-hmm. exists behind you. And then um, your right one is, seems like more like a healing guide, like, like um, almost like a personal guide, like, you know, to help you with your own worries and your own anxieties and like your own healing and your own, almost like your human, ex- it's, he, he's saying that he is a, um, like a human tour guide, like, cause he says you have a hard time being human. So Such he- a hard time. That is like the catchphrase of my life every day. I'm like, oh my God, it's so hard to be a human. So he's like a tour guide. He's like, Jordan, like, this is okay. This is normal. This uh-huh, is human. Like uh-huh. that seems like what he does. I think I'm getting to know him better now because I, I need that. Yeah. That's so funny. Like he's showing, he's like, I'm a tour guide. I'm like a human, like, come on, welcome to earth is like yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. So he's more human-ish. So yeah. does he, is he showing his name at all? He's saying like, people call me something. So actually he might not even be like a personal guide. He may be, um, like an ascended master or something that oh, like cool. people have worked with before. Um, Oh, he's, he's not Archangel Raphael. He's saying, he's like, you can call me Raphael. It's, he's not Archangel Raphael. He's like kind of a, he's saying like a, like almost like a, like a manifestation of Archangel Raphael, I guess, whatever that means. So, um, kind of like a, like Raphael, like almost like if, if Jesus were the human form of God, like almost mm-hmm. like a kind of mm. like a more human form of like Archangel Raphael, a little bit more practical. Oh, wow. Is like what he's saying. So he's just said, he, like, I guess he's from like an order. So a lot of these spirit guides come from like orders, like the same way you would see like a, like a type of Kabbalism and like these people or like a monk that comes from like this understanding, like these spirit guides are like that too sometimes. Mm-hmm. So we'll see them come, like there's many of them that look this way and have a certain purpose. Yeah. So he seems to be from that. That's really cool. Yeah. You got a lot wow. of protection with you. I know. That makes me feel instantly better even thinking of those three yeah. surrounding me. Yeah. And guides come to us like for different reasons at different moments. So like work on whatever's the first guide. Usually when you close your eyes, you're going to feel them like next to your shoulders. So you can invite um, them in. And if you can't see, you just feel and you can, I always say it's like kind of ask questions. The more you Mm -hmm. ask questions, the more you'll get information. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking to them now. Now that you mentioned them, they're telling me to calm down (laughs) in my life because I'm so This one guide, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They're all just like, it's yeah. all fine. Gotta stop controlling everything. Yeah. And ground, like mm-hmm. is kind of what they're saying. Like almost like you're in other you're in other places other than this exact moment. Yeah, it's I'm like, never in the moment. I mean, I obviously like tell people to be in the moment. I try to be in the moment, but I find it very difficult. Yeah. So mm-hmm. grounding, just knowing like you bring your energy through the top of your head, you bring it all the way down your neck and your shoulders your legs and your feet. And then those feet become roots, like roots of a tree and you root into the earth. So always bringing yourself back into your body. I love that. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. Got to be here. We're here for some reason. So even though we were like used to being free spirits and doing all these things, like (laughs) not being a human. Yeah. Yeah, That's my main, my main thing. Oh my goodness. Okay. So cool. So I want to ask you the rapid fire questions that I ask everyone. Let's get these pulled up. So we know that your sun side is cancer. Well, do you know your moon and rising? Yeah, I'm a Leo cancer. 
Oh, Leo Moon and I'm a Leo Moon and a no, excuse me, I'm a Leo Rising and a Cancer Moon. Oh, cool! So you're a Cancer Sun and a Cancer Moon. Yes, that's a lot of feeling. Cancer, exactly. I'm a Cancer Moon too. Oh, no way! Yeah, I love Cancer Moon people. Yeah, my spirit guide, like my whenever I like ask my higher self to come out of my body, I ask my higher self like. Do you have any complaints about my human self? And my higher self always says, you have too many emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, well, that's not my fault. It's such a cancer trait. <laughs> it's such a cancer trait. Yeah. And you have the rising fire sign. Exactly. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. I love that. Yeah. It helps me do like this stuff. Like if yeah. not, I think I would always be in a cave. So it, yeah. it lets me be like forward facing, I feel totally, like. Totally. Yeah. Um, what is, do you know your human design? I don't know my human design. <gasps> do you know what time you were born? I was born at four, uh, four fourteen. Uh, should we look up your human design? Yeah, it's really fun. I've been doing this lately when guests come on. <laughs> Let me double check. Hold on. I just did Marianne Williams. Oh, she did yesterday. Hers? She's a generator. I feel like somebody might have sent me mine. Let me look it up. Yeah, let's or see here. Four oh four. Um. Okay. So we're gonna do your chart. So it's right? based off the time you're born. It's based off the time, your birthday, and the birthplace. So your birthday is July twenty first, nineteen eighty two. Nineteen eighty two. So that <laughs> means you're thirty eight. Yes. And I was born in Long Branch, New Jersey. Okay. Cool. Long Branch. New Jersey. And the time you said was... I'm going to get that right. Okay. I have it here. So do you feel like those... Like, do you feel like the generator... Like that that really helps you? Like knowing your human Yeah, so I'm a reflector, which I can tell you all about. It has changed my life. It is like literally given me purpose and meaning to my life because reflectors are very unique and rare and mm. we're, ve- we're very different. And it gave me extreme permission to be myself. When I learned oh, that so nice. like three years ago, I finally stopped trying to be like everybody else. And that was such a gift. Oh, so I guess I'm a... Well, if you have your... I'm a generator. Oh, let's see this. Oh, this is your chart. You're a generator with sacral authority. You're a two five. Okay, so you're a generator, which means that your strategy is to respond. And generators, yeah. you guys are very self-generated creatures, humans. Yeah. I'm not surprised. And you have a lot of colored in chakras here. So a, re- a reflector, which is what I am, we have no, nothing's colored in. Everything's oh. translucent in the chart, which means we take on other people's energy. So, oh. so immediately. That's why you show up so alien like Jordan. Yes, I am an alien. I'm such an alien. And I think that is related to being a reflector. Oh. Generators, you guys have this self-generated motor inside of you that really powers you through life and gives you a lot of energy and a lot of creative ideas and generators kind of lead the charge forward, lead the world. And reflectors, we can ride that energy wave with you guys. Technically a reflector is a non-energy being, which means without somebody like a generator around, it doesn't mean that I don't have energy. It just means that, um, yeah, the energy is like very unique and different. And then to ride a generator's energy, actually, I find does help me be more grounded, more human, more inspired. My husband's a generator. 
you makes guys so much are sense, seventy percent of, of the population. So, so for you, it's important to like you're going to have to be around good generators because like good you'll, generators, you'll always need that. aligned generators, yeah. and that's how it goes with all human design types. If somebody's aligned, then they're living their best self. They're so magnetic to be around. Um, all five types are amazing. It's really about the alignment. Because sometimes people will say to me, like, I'm a reflector too. So that means, you know, we're so similar and we're going to get along. And and that might be true, but it's less about being each type. It's how aligned are you? Are you living your type? Right. Are you, some people innately live their type. I think I've been living like a reflector my whole life, which is really interesting. My dad's a reflector and he has never lived like a reflector. (laughs) I thought he was going to be a generator. And this was such a psychic moment because I was like, he's a generator or a manifesting generator. And I plugged in his info. And before I clicked submit, it just hit me. In, in my third eye, oh my God, he's a reflector. He's a and reflector. then it came up and I screamed. My family <laughs> thought I was insane, but I was like, oh, he's a reflector. This teaches me everything about my life to know that my dad right? is a is a non-aligned, not self-reflector. That's what they would call it in oh, human wow. design. And now, I mean, he's 75, but I've been teaching him how to live like a reflector. <gasps> And it really, it really has changed him. And it's like really wonderful. And that's so beautiful. I would imagine that's kind of like, like it's basically, you know, making sure you're on your path because we can, we have free will. Right. So like we can override our truth. Exactly. Basically. So he can use his free will to not be who he truly is. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what my friend Jenna, Jenna Zoe, who teaches human design and is a very big like leader in the human design world. She talks a lot about that, like the person who you were born to be versus the person that you are now and how to become the person that you came here to be, Mm -hmm. Um, which is really cool and really important. Yeah. And the readings, like also when we, when I go into the Akashic records and the reason I want to share the person's like purpose and their soul's contract and all that stuff, is like, so that they have a minute like to taste like what their soul really is, like the essence, because we forget when we come here and yeah. we use our free will to do all sorts of weird things and then we can get really off our path. So yes. that's why also having these connections and remembering your path is so important. Yeah. So thanks for the reading, Jordan. Of course. <laughs> yes, you're such a good generator. I love it so much. Um, who's your inspiration? You know, um, I have a lot of, I think definitely just personally very inspired by my family, my parents, like my, my father, like just, you know, coming here, not, I always joke that like I'm in this position because, you know, I'm like living like my parents, like my grandparents, American dream. They probably didn't think I was going to be a psychic, but at least like, you know, like I feel very honored um, to be able to even say that I do these things because where we come from in Cuba, like you could never, you could definitely right. not talk about those things. You can't talk about any of your beliefs that are, right. you know, so I feel very honored and I feel inspired by that. And like, just knowing where I can come from really inspires me to do, to do the work. Um, I'm super inspired. Like I love Caroline Miss, which we talked about. Yes. I, she's, I, I was, the minute I read like, um, sacred contracts, I was like, oh my gosh, I totally understand this. And just, you know, just inspired by my clients, honestly, like their, their willingness to show up, like makes me keep makes me keep going and all the work that they're doing. So those are my, I would say those are my influences. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, are you a night person or a morning person? Definitely a morning person. Yeah. Up at like 5 a.m. Oh, and wow. I like, at, I stop like working at like five. Like there's just nothing right. left in me. At the I, time. Totally I mean, I have to do that. my cook, you know, I have to like 
cook and like um, get the kids do all their things, but like don't ask me for much after that time. Right, yeah. right. So you're a morning person. Yeah. Are you a coffee person or tea? I'm a tea person. Yeah. I like coffee, but there's something about maybe because like everybody in my family is like super into it. I felt like I don't want any, I, I felt like I could get addicted to it, you know? Yeah, and I didn't I get that. I didn't want that um that dependency. Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. What's next for you? What's on the horizon? You know, I feel really called to to write another book about coming out of the spiritual closet. Like the concept of like an everyday person coming out with their own spiritual beliefs. So I'm excited to talk about that. Like what spirituality looks like for like the person next door, really. Fashion editor turned medium. Yeah, exactly. So I think just a little bit about making that seem more normal and making that seem more approachable and relatable Mm -hmm. and doable. And that's that's where I'm heading. I don't know exactly where it's going to take me, but that's what I'm feeling pulled to. Oh, that's exciting. And getting more people in to like learning these things. Yes. You know, and what's your personal spiritual practice? I wake up early in the morning and I do some sort of body movement. So sometimes that's like going for a run. I love going to, for a run in the dark, but I go with my, my dog. So I feel safe. <laughs> and then, um, or I have a Peloton bike that I use, or I just dance like in the dark underneath the moon. It's the best. I, it's, Fun. The, it's the, yeah, I do it in the morning. Cause since I have so many people, my kid, like I have my family around me so much, like it's the only quiet time I get. So I have that movement. Then I do some stretching and then um, I will sit in meditation just for a little bit. Like I do like 10 minutes meditation. And it, and then after that, I'll connect to whatever I feel like I need to connect to. Like if I, if it's, you know, my guide or it's Jesus, it's, you know, an alien, whatever it may be. And then I journal, I'll journal through like what I'm receiving. And they're usually, I, I usually have a purpose for it, but um, that's, that's the practice. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. And if you were a color, what color would you be? Definitely yellow. Just, I don't know, shiny. It feels light. And I, I think I like aspire to be yellow. You know, like I want to like aspire to be like that, um, that bright and that connected is what it makes me feel yeah. like. You know, like it's just a light that's like turned on. Is it is. How you see that. It's cheerful. It's yeah. like the sun. I love that color. It's warm. Yes. Yeah. That's what I would say. Love that. And where can everyone find you? You can find me on Instagram at Nikki Novo, just N-I-K-K-I-N-O-V-O or at my site, it's NikkiNovo.com. We have all the soul programs. We'd love to have you there and just, you know, DM me. I'm pretty good. If it's not me, somebody else from the team will get back to you. So yay. And you have a podcast. Yeah, I have a podcast. It's called The Final Swipe. So it's it's dating through a spiritual lens. So anybody who is in that time, in that season in their life, it's a good like breath of fresh air. I know a lot of people listening will love that and be in that very season of life. And you might be doing more with your podcast too. Yes. We shall see. I mean, (laughs) why not? I just always say say the things, but relationships and beyond, which is amazing. We're going to expand into that. Yes. So exciting. Well, everybody needs to check Nikki out. She's the best. She's such a good medium and intuitive and Akashic Records guide and mentor and... You guys will love her. So thank you so much for coming on. And thank you. Thanks for having me. So happy we got to do this in person. Yes, it was a blessing. Yay. 
All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with the fabulous Nikki Novo, my incredible medium, spiritual teacher and friend. She blows my mind. She's so accurate. It was really special to be able to sit in on her reading with my friend Jillian in Miami and really witness Nikki's focus and commitment real time because she's just, she has a method. And I think it's really amazing when mediums have a specific method that not only they go by, but they can also teach. So that was just really cool, especially because I'm learning from her, learning how to read people's chakras, to open their third eye, to do healings on people, to really embrace and step into my gifts. And after I had a little session with her, a couple in-person sessions in Miami, I feel like my gifts just intensified. And then I was able to read a couple friends and it went really well and felt really, really good. So I know you guys will love her. You can check her out on Instagram at Nikki Novo and also on her website, NikkiNovo.com. And she's amazing. So I recommend her for all things. Thank you also to our sponsors from today's episode, Sakara Life, Code Blonde 20, Groovy, Code Blonde for that alcohol-free life, and Go Macro, Code Blonde for 30% off plus free shipping. I love these brands. As you know, I only talk about brands that have truly changed my life that I know will change yours as well. Also, check out TBB Podcast Instagram. Everything is shifting over there. The content is getting a lot more exciting and the entire Instagram itself is just getting a lot more love. Tag us on Insta when you listen. And if you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, I have a free gift that I'm sending everyone who rates and reviews and sends me a screenshot to jordanatthebalancebond.com. So thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for being amazing and just the best listenership friends from all over the world ever. I'm so thankful for you guys. I hope everyone's having a good February so far and we'll talk soon. I can't wait to come on next week with a really special episode again and go deep with you guys as always. I love you so much. Have a good day. Mwah.